Good evening. I'm October Weeks, paranormal horror dark fantasy author. I also write paranormal romance under the name Libby Bishop. Welcome to Haunted October's Paranormal Podcast. Grab your favorite drink, cozy up around the campfire, and enjoy the show. So tonight's just going to be kind of like a mishmash of things catching up since I went a little too long between episodes than I meant to because I really wanted to do like at least one episode per month. Um, We're going to start out with paranormal shows. So if you've kept up with my TikTok, you'll know that I'm highly disappointed with the Travel Channel right now for getting rid of three of my top favorite shows, um, including Destination Fear and Ghost Brothers and um, Portals to Hell. So, but I was very excited because the crew of Destination Fear um, started a Kickstarter a couple days after the announcement um, of the cancellation and um, to do Project Fear, which I backed. And I'm extremely excited because that just, I was amazed at the, um, at the D-Fam, just the Fear Fam, I should say now, uh, back them. I think it's over 360000 now, so we are definitely going to get probably two um, international episodes, and I think it's four or five um, road trips, so I'm extremely excited, and they just announced that they were doing, um, or getting ready to go on the road um, to start filming, and I'm extremely excited. So if you head over to Project Fear on YouTube, um, because there's only a couple more days left of the Kickstarter, but you can follow for free over on their YouTube channel, Project Fear. I'm so excited. It's like, I'm just so excited. Uh, They are doing an episode with Ghost Hunters, I believe, um, this season, which just started, and um, I will be watching that. But I'm so upset with the travel channel that I haven't been watching um, some of the shows I normally do. And so I did watch the Kindred Spirits new season and I did like it and I'm hoping that gets renewed. Um, If not, I'm sure Amy and Adam will come up with something. but it is a good season, so if you haven't watched Kindred Spirits' new season, I highly suggest that. But I will say that ever since of all the cancellations, and I know there was a merger, um, but the, and I mean, they, these shows were tracking like higher numbers with each season, so I'm, I'm, and I am really pissed off about Ghost Brothers, I can't even tell you. Um, I started watching them on, Dalen on his YouTube channel, which is really cool, um, but I'm so pissed off at Travel Channel for it. Like, I can't even, like, going to that channel and, like, watching some other of the shows, or the doc, because I love shock docs um, that they have, but it's really difficult for me because, and I haven't, ever since Kindred Spirits, I haven't really watched that much of the Travel Channel because I'm just, I'm that upset about it, and going to that channel just really makes me upset. And I'm grateful for him because I found all these investigators and that's awesome, but I'm just so upset about the cancellations that I have a hard time watching like anything else on that channel right now. It's ridiculous. (laughs) 
in terms of movies, I've watched a couple. Um, I am really excited to see The Pope's Exorcist with Russell Crowe. It looks really good and I'm excited about it. I can't wait to watch it. Um, but that's, there's some movies coming down the pipe that I'd like to see in the paranormal realm. Um, but that's the one I'm most excited about. I want to rewatch the TV series of The Exorcist, which I loved. And I'm still upset we didn't get a season three. Um, I believe it's on Hulu now. You can watch it on Hulu. Um, but I absolutely loved The Exorcist TV show, both seasons. And I'm upset we didn't, I'm still upset we didn't get a um, season three. But ahead of The Pope's Exorcist, I just kind of want to watch it. Not They're totally not related, but it makes me want to watch it. Um, exorcism movies are so-so with me. Like, I've seen some really good ones and some extremely bad ones. Not even, like, D movies. Like, these movies were just really bad that I couldn't even finish them. And it takes a lot for me to sit down and, like, not finish a movie. I mean, I can normally force myself to watch till the conclusion, but there's been a few that I couldn't watch. Um, so it kind of, you know, this, The Pope's Exorcist kind of makes me want to go back and watch all the good ones again. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I, you know how I said a while ago that, and I apologize because these subjects are just kind of kind of roll right into the other because <laughs> it's been so long. Um, so a while ago I said that I wasn't going to get any more tarot decks and yeah, yeah I have um, a couple more. But I feel like I'm done. Like I found the ones that I want and I'm good and that's going to be it and shush we know that that's probably a lie but let me pretend that I'm not going to get any more. <laughs> They're beautiful decks. I found three of them on Etsy. And uh, I'll have to go get the creator's name. Because they're just just—they're gorgeous. The artwork is gorgeous. The quality is amazing. And I connected so much to one of these decks. That it's like. I can't even express how much I'm connected to this deck. It's crazy. There's like three decks that I have. Three main decks that I use that I'm like drawn to immediately but um so yeah I do I added a couple more to the collection as well as uh one more set of oracle cards or two two more sets of oracle cards um I'm I've never been as drawn to oracle cards and um so I was surprised when I got the two other decks the oracle decks these decks are stored <laughs> So, I have a lot of, I have some, not a lot, but I have some Harry Potter stuff. And one of those is the trunk that I got a while ago, the Hufflepuff trunk, because I'm a Hufflepuff. And my Oracle and Tarot decks are stored in my Hufflepuff trunk, along with one of my Black Mirrors and my Ghost Hunting kit. <laughs> everything's kind of stored in my Harry Potter trunk um, which my friends get a kick out of <laughs> but so that's the update on that 
my writing. Oh, so in March, I was supposed to go, in, I had a two week vacation, and I was supposed to go to Germany for a week of that. Well, I had been sick on and off through February. I had like a horrible constant headache, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna go away, I'm gonna be fine. And then leading up, the days leading up to my vacation, um, I just started feeling worse. And I ended up having COVID for round two of it. Um, but, because I had it around the same time last year, actually. But, um, and yes, I am vaccinated. So, I um, couldn't go anywhere. And I was sick and I had a fever for like 10 or 11 days. But I did manage to get some writing. And I mean a lot of writing done um, since I was home and I couldn't really do anything else. Um, after the first five or six days of being sick, I was able to start, like I could concentrate enough to start getting some words on the paper. Um, and out of those were, two, I'm working on two. I'm working on the scrying house and shards. And I'm extremely excited because they're writing so well and they've taken just right off as well as one of my fantasy stories that I've kind of been um, working on for the past couple of years that's gained traction and you can see the covers which I'm totally excited about you can see the cover of shards which is the next St. McGinnis book and the scrying house uh, which is a story of Eden Hollow which is um, the town that uh, my Billy Shane books are in um, so you can see both of those covers on my website as well as um, my social media pages and I love them. Um, Jay Ahir uh, did the Shards cover and Skyla Don Cameron did the Scrying House. Um, I'm in love with both these covers. I can't stop staring at them. Uh, so you can see them over on my social media pages but as well as my website um, and blog. So I'm very excited because they're writing so well and once I get past a certain point normally when I get past 10,000 words on a book they just the words just flow and accumulate so fast the story just picks up so much pace and then once it reaches 20,000 words it picks up even more and normally if I get stuck on something it's going to be around 30 to 35,000 words because something in that plot line between 15 and like 25,000 words um, went in a direction that it shouldn't have. So, um, but these, I have not had that problem. They are going really well. And I am hoping by June, by the end of June, that I will have both these books uh, finished and the first, the zero draft, which is the first draft of the book. Um, I call it the zero draft because it's really rough. Um, so I'm hoping that that'll be done and the first one or two rounds of revisions um, will be done by the end of June. And hopefully, <laughs> but I'm not guaranteeing it, these books will probably be out in the first quarter of next year because I don't think I can go through the editing rounds with my editor um, in t to have in time to have them out into the world by the end of the year so but that's coming they're both those both of those books will be done and out I'm pretty sure by the first quarter of next year 
And as for this year, I'm actually hoping uh, to have a short story and an anthology. Um, I'm waiting to hear back from it, so cross your fingers on that. It's kind of different. It's in the fantasy genre, um, so I'm very excited about it, and I'll speak more of it once I find out um, if I've been included. And uh, the arena, Tuck Houston Book 3, uh, is coming. The rights are coming back to me um, in September, and I'm getting the new cover ready for that. So I'm hoping as soon as the rights revert to back to me, it'll be maybe two weeks, um, two weeks later after those rights come back to me, I'll be able to have the um, new self-published version out. Um, and back out there for everybody to buy. I do want to make a note on that, however. I did change a few things um, because I've already gone through the manuscript. Um, I did change a few things towards the end of the book. Most of those changes are small in those first three, in those last three chapters. They're smaller changes. Um, however, the last chapter is completely different um it ends differently than the original and the chapter before that the end of that chapter is slightly different as well leading in to that new last chapter um which i hope that just made sense so if you've already read the book um i think it would be worth buying it again and when I get the self-published version out because of those changes that I've made toward the end of the book. They're not massive changes, but they're enough of a change um, leading into the books that I write going forward for Tuck. Um, Tuck 4 is in progress. Um, it's still going well. Um, it slowed down a little last month because of my focus on the scrying house and shards and my fantasy book as well as doing those revisions in the arena um, but I, I expect to start working on Tuck 4 again um, towards the end of this month. In terms of what I've been reading, I've been reading a lot of dystopian fiction and I absolutely love that there are more books that are coming out where you know the heroines or heroes are in their um, 30s and 40s. I absolutely love that because a lot of dystopian fiction for a long time was um, young adult, which is fine. I have absolutely loved reading those, you know, like Divergent, The Hunger Games, all of those. Um, but I'm happy to see the trend in where the focus is more on those that are in their 30s and 40s. I think I absolutely love that. But I'm going to highly suggest to you, if you love um, like Divergent and The Hunger Games, I highly, highly suggest reading um, the Salvation State series uh, by Marcus Demanda. Um, he is a wonderful writer. I love his writing, and he's got several books out. Um, but over at Ever 19, where Billy Shane is published, is his Salvation State series. Um, it starts with the Salvation State, then Absolute, Absolution Island, and Revelation Way. I highly suggest reading these books um, if you love that type of fiction. 
highly suggest giving the Salvation State books a read because I think you'd really love them and quite honestly they should be turned into a movie that is how good these books are so I highly suggest them um, I actually think that's all of the ketchup I have <laughs> it's been March was both a fast month and a slow month because I was sick um, but that is most of the ketchup I think I have for you since my last post in February and I am still hoping um, just like my blog that I will have um, my blog is I'm trying to do weekly posts um, at least one post a week which I'm getting better at so I am hoping that the podcast will also have new episodes if not every week at least every two weeks um, but it might start off at just like once a, once a month. Um, so now, as is tradition, I'm gonna pull a card. Um, I'm using my one of my my woodland. Blah. <laughs> I'm using my woodland wardens deck, and whew, that took a hot minute. Um, but let's see what energy that we need to kind of put into since I'm not going to go promising another episode this month, uh, considering. <laughs> but, so we have two cards. We have the Cayman and the Poppy, which is Dreams, and the Snail and the Huckleberry, which is Trust in the Invisible. However, that is in reverse. That second card's in reverse. The Cayman and the Poppy, again, which is Dreams, is upright. So that's your that's signifying that a dream is about to come true, um, but you need to stay alert and seize your opportunity at the right moment, much like the Cayman. Um, and then the reverse of the snail and the huckleberry is that you are relying um, too much on physical proof and you need to sit with yourself, be quiet, be observant, allow yourself to see those clues that are already there and let that guide you. I have to say though that my personal readings, both my tarot reading and my oracle reading that I do, um, I do them in companion with each other sometimes. I'll ask the cards a question and then I will draw oracle cards to kind of find out what energy I need to get me through whatever the tarot cards told me. Um, my readings as of late have all been um, my personal readings have all been um, consistent since the beginning of March. <laughs> like I, everything, and even the ones that I watch, my favorite, like Amber Khan's The Quietest Revolution, um, her readings and readings that I follow on TikTok are all line up with the readings that I've done for myself in the last month or a little over the last month. And these cards that we drew today um, are not for me. <laughs> so whoever this was meant for, whichever one of my listeners is listening to this and you resonate with it, um, I'd love to hear um, about that because the cards I pulled today are not mine. And you can leave... Um, those comments and any questions on um, my podcast landing pages or on um, and my social media platforms just let me know um, any comments or questions 
and if this reading resonated with you because again I'd really love to know um, who I just pulled these cards for and I will um, reply to any comments or questions on the next podcast and until that next podcast thank you so so much for joining me and have a great evening Thank mm-hmm. you.